Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. Hey, this is Trip Lanier, host of the New Man Podcast. What you're about to hear is the audio taken from a video that I've created. And it may make a lot more sense if you can actually see the visuals that go along with what you're hearing. You can watch all of the videos by visiting thenewmanpodcast.com. Let's talk about burnout. Let's talk about the burnout that comes from having a competitive or competitor mindset. We get tired of striving, always on this path of more, 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 striving to be the best or be our best, tired of constantly comparing ourselves to others, keeping score against others, this sense that we're the, our world is full of adversaries. It's exhausting. So today we're going to talk about how we can identify the mental game that we're playing so that we can reclaim our sense of aliveness and drop this pressure, this pressure to perform. And then we're going to see what we can learn from Kelly Slater, the GOAT. <laughs> Kelly Slater, the GOAT, the uh, greatest of all time, uh, competitive surfer. There's a lot that we can learn from him. So on this channel, we're all about stepping into the next phase of our life, our business, our relationships with confidence, clarity, and purpose. We're here to explore what strengthens our mindset so that we can live the lives that we ultimately want to live. Uh, I'm Trip Lanier. I'm a professional coach, host of the New Man podcast, which has been downloaded millions of times. I am the author of This Book Will Make You Dangerous. And for whatever we discuss today, take what works for you and just throw out what does not. All right. Kelly Slater, the GOAT. 11 world titles as a professional surfer. Think about that. 11 world titles. His life from the outside is legendary as well. The women he's been with, the businesses, the adventures he's been able to take part in. All amazing stuff. Uh, Kelly and I are the same age. We both grew up in Florida. When you knew Kelly was out in the water surfing, you know, you'd see the cameras all lining up and down the beach. Oh, okay, Kelly's down there. Early on in Kelly's career, he didn't, he he wasn't inspiring to me. This he had this mentality, win it all costs kind of thing. And and he was very cutthroat. He was uh, played head games, he was willing to use technicalities to get through a heat. And, you know, to me, it's like really in surfing, that's what you're going to do. Um, that was my, that's just where, where my head was at. Now, I don't know Kelly. I don't know. 
I don't know the guy. Um, there were myths about him that he was isolated as a result of this need to, you know, this, this constant pursuit to dominate and destroy others so that he could win. He went through his ups, he went through his downs. Uh, he had professional and personal losses, uh, went through some burnout, took a few years, took a few years off of the tour, and then he reinvented himself. He's been uh, on that path for several years. Recently, he's surfing the Pipe Masters pipeline in Hawaii. He's 50 years old, it was like a week before he turned 50. He's out there competing against a guy that could be his grandson. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm watching this and I'm like, what's in it for him? What's in it for Kelly? Why is he out there? Why is he still playing this game? In, I'm wearing this lens that he's, he's over it. He doesn't really want to be out there. He doesn't care. I was wrong. He, he ends up winning the heat in the last second, comes blowing out of this barrel, very last second, wins the heat, shows up on the beach. He's in tears. He's in tears of gratitude. He's in tears of appreciation that he's still able to, to do this in his world. And I'm getting moved too. I went from being kind of like, nah, 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 to, oh my God, I'm so inspired again. Um, he went on to, to win the whole event and again was deeply moved. And one of the things that he said that really stuck out with me, he talked about how he was sitting in the water with just a few minutes left in the heat. And he's looking at the beach and taking the whole scene in and thinking, you know, how exciting would it be if this, if the competitor won, the guy he was up against, how would it, how great would it be if he won? How great would it be to watch that? He was able to see the whole event and how amazing it was for everybody instead of just focusing on himself and the win for himself. That's a king mindset. That's a mindset where a win lifts everybody up. And I was really inspired by that. So, Let's bring this back down to earth. Let's bring it back to the things that you and I can relate to a bit more clearly. The clients that I coach are typically very driven. They're very competitive. It's one of the things that has empowered them to have the successes that they've had. But now they find themselves burning out, losing motivation. They're no longer driven to beat someone else or, and they kind of feel lost. Like, well, who am I if I'm not beating somebody or being better than this other thing? And they get in this place where they're avoiding this next phase of their life. As a result, they feel trapped. They feel drained. They feel isolated. They feel bored. And it's all because they're unwilling to reinvent themselves. What's happening here? A competitor mindset isn't the problem. I want to be really clear about that. A competitor mindset or a competitive mindset is not the problem. Competing's fun. It pushes innovation. It, it has things progress in society. It's a form of play. It's where we find engagement. It's where we feel alive. It's where we feel challenged. It's where we grow with one another. It's where we bond with one another. When, and when we're willing to be in that state, a win or a loss doesn't really matter. I like to compete. I have my own ways of competing. I recently got second in my local surf contest. I enjoy uh, sim racing. Um, and I, I really like beating my daughter at chess. She's 12, but... I just know any day now she's going to beat me. So right now I'm just eating up the wins that I do get. Why does all this matter? The game that we're playing can be a small game or the big game. So when it comes to this competitor mindset, we want to think about what game am I playing? The small game or the big game? The small game is, is important here. The small game is important because it is essential to our identity. It is essential to our self-worth. It's how we know that we can provide and how we can take care of ourselves. It gives us a deep sense of confidence that 
I can make it in this world. And without this, without our ability to play the small game in a healthy way, we end up with a lot of 40-year-old boys and 40-year-old princesses. That's not good. But there is a shadow. There is a shadow to this competitor mindset, this competitive place, or this small, I'm going to call it this small mindset, really. That's when it's no longer about winning or losing. It's no longer about playing. It's about survival. When we're in that state, we're rooted in our deep wound. We're rooted in a deep fear. Am I good enough? Are they better than me? And if they are better than me, the, the big wound is there is that sense that I'm unwanted, I'm unlovable, I'm a nobody. This is why losing can be so painful for people. It's why we see a lot of red... <laughs> I don't know if I'm good on this, bro. This is why we see a lot of pissing matches. Let's just say that. This is why losing is so painful for so many. It's because it's not about the game. It's personal. It's threats to our self-worth. We're always measuring ourselves against others. We're always got this imaginary uh, scoreboard where we're saying, okay, wait a second, that guy's got something I don't have and that's not okay with me. I was okay before I heard that, but now I'm not okay. When we're in that frame of mind, the world and our relationships are a place to get something. We're trying to fill this hole. Money, relationships, sex, attention, buying stuff, being smarter, being fitter, being more spiritual, all of it. These are all ways that we can find you know, an ability to be above others because being above others is a way that we feel better about ourselves. And to do this, we've got to bury our heart. This strategy to protect, this strategy to fill a hole inside, it's a cosmic joke. We end up pushing away what we ultimately want most, which is that genuine love, that genuine acceptance, and that sense of aliveness. So is being a winner worth all of that? I've worked with many guys to make this shift and to help them stop playing this old game, this draining game, to step into the next phase of their life where they end up feeling far more energized and aligned. And we can do this without having to blow everything up. We leverage all of those powerful skills that they've already uh, acquired. We leverage all of those experiences that they've had. And now we use them to help others, to serve others, to build them up. This is where they feel a genuine sense of meaning, a genuine sense of impact, and they feel far more energized and peaceful as a result. They don't have to wait until they've crossed some magical finish line where they have FU money or they've proven once and for all that they're enough. They can start today. So let's go over the blueprint that you and I can use to move into this place. If we're tired of playing the small game, let's outline what it looks like to play the big game. Step one, we may need to look at these old injuries. What are we protecting? What are we working so hard to protect? How are these injuries hijacking us? We want to challenge our fears. We want to learn to challenge these threats. We want to challenge any belief that says we're surrounded by adversaries. What if a loss isn't really a threat? Step two, we want to get over ourselves. We want to find our playfulness. We want to relax this rigidity, relax this need to take ourselves so seriously. Pull the freaking stick out of our ass which is way easier said than done. But nonetheless, being playful, getting over ourselves, that's the doorway to real strength, to real freedom. And then step three is we want to follow our curiosity. What would you do if there was nothing to prove? What would you do if there was nothing to lose? Those questions, what they do is they start to outline who we are beyond our wounded selves. We could call this more of our core selves. This is our real power. This is our doorway to play the big game. When we 
can really sense that a loss will not threaten that big part of us, then we can play more fully. This is where life becomes co-creative. This is where life becomes fun. This is where we shift the focus from me, it's all about me, to we, to all of us. The world isn't just a place to get something or take something. It's a place to give. It's, a, it's where a win lifts not just me up, but all of us up. This brings us back to Kelly Slater's comments. I believe he was accessing that mindset when he was able to step back not make it all about himself, but start to realize like, wow, what's it like to take in this entire view, this entire situation? How great would it be if my competitor won? How thrilling would it be for, the, for everybody on the beach to see things go down in another way other than just me winning? We can still compete for fun. We can still play full out. We can still leave it all on the field. We can still feel that great satisfaction that comes from beating the hell out of somebody in a game. Uh, but we can do so without that small, insecure part of us hijacking the whole thing and making it all about us, making it feel like it's a threat to our self-worth. And maybe from this place, we can find that it's just as much fun to watch somebody else win as it is for us to take that win, too. If you'd like to learn more about this book, Will Make You Dangerous, please visit DangerousBookstore.com. If you'd like to learn more about coaching, uh, how you can move from information like this into actual transformation, visit triplinear.com. Uh, here's to all of us living with greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace. Thank you so much for watching. If you want to take full advantage of all that the new man has to offer, be sure to visit the newmanpodcast.com and grab the solutions I've created to help you play a bigger game, align your profession with what really matters, and keep your relationships out of the ditch. It's all available at the newmanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.